0: Hey, what's up, man? I'm back. I'm back to talk some hoops. Going to overreact to the first five game twos played so far. So we're going to cover uh, Bucks versus Miami, Boston and Brooklyn, Clips and Mavs, Portland and Denver. Then we're going to close it out with the Lakers. But before I get to that, I want to talk about my basketball blind spots. Because admittedly, I have blind spots when watching sports. There are certain things that I don't see. There are certain things that I don't look for. And also there are just certain things that I don't like and no shape my opinions. And I like to share that with you all so that you can understand where my biases come from and why I have them. Because if you're listening to me talking hoops, you understand that I have biases and you know, when I'm open about my biases and when I'm wrong, I try to come back and correct the record. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I don't remember everything that I put out here. But if I actually remember something and I think it's important, I'll come out here and talk to you about it. So I have two big blind spots, and one of them is a lack of athleticism. It's a a me thing. When I'm watching really good players, I want my really good players to also be athletic. And it's just a brand of basketball that I grew up watching. It's a brand of basketball that I grew up playing. One reason why I'm such a huge LeBron fan, because he's a freakish athlete. One of the things we loved about MJ, things we loved about Kobe, they were highly skilled players, but they were also freakish athletes. And maybe I can relate to it because, I mean, I'm not a freakish athlete by no means, but in my athletic ventures, my athleticism, my ability to have a quick burst has been what's help me out, you know, length and stuff like that. So I guess I'm looking for things that I do and that I like, and it clouds my judgment when I'm discussing players. But at the same time, it's not far off because if you are a highly skilled individual and you're athletic, nine times out of 10, that it's going to be high skill with no athleticism. And even sometimes fucking your skill, I mean, the athleticism can, High the lack of skill that you have because if you can just out beat someone to a spot because you're faster than they are that works if you can get to the bucket faster than they can it works if you can block their shot just because you can get up off the floor you can outjump jump somebody to grab a rebound that helps so that's one of my blind spots so when I come in here and I'm slow to the Luca to the Luca to the Luca thing I, I, I'm slow to the Joker thing I'm kind of slow to the step thing it's because I like to see the super freak athletes. And don't get me wrong, Steph is a skilled player with athleticism, but it's just packaged a little bit differently. I love the above the rim game, like growing up wanting to dunk on people, wanting to dunk on the eight-foot goal, stuff like that. That's what I like to see, man. And my second blind spot, and probably the most, the most problematic one, is the, 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 that I'm a contrarian. So oftentimes a player will be really good. And I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. And then once the media like takes off with the player, I become anti, but it's not that I'm against the player. I don't think the player is really good. It's just like, oh my God, media, this is all you're talking about. And I discussed it last week when I had EB and Boink on, and I talked about why I was just like so, so anti Steph and Warriors for so long. It's not because I didn't think Steph Curry was great. It's not because I didn't like his games it's just because I'm, it's like, oh, my God, media, shut up. There are other great players that we can talk about. I mean, they, they build these narratives and then they create a gap between players that seems like the Grand Canyon. When it's not, it's just a, a four lane highway gap. So like with Luca, I love Luca's game. I love what Luca's doing right now. He's killing Kawhi and the Clippers but we were crowning Luka before he did it. I think sometimes you just have to earn your chops. Same with Zion. We we're crowning Zion. Zion is probably going to be on third team all NBA. But Zion is at home right now. Not playing with the top players in the league. How are you a top 15 player if you can't will your team to the playoffs? The roster is more than capable. Oh yeah, with well, Stan Van yeah, Gundy. Yeah, yeah, but I love but again, I love Zion coming out of high school. And I guess because the media has like beat up on on LeBron enough, they've beat up on Kevin Durant enough, they've beat up on Kyrie, they've beat up on James Harden, and they haven't been just like well-accepted players. I don't have as much of an objection to them, and I love watching their game because I feel like they're treated fairly. So maybe I just want players to be treated fairly, and sometimes there's not – some things are just a non-story. Sometimes there is no threat. To, who's the next best player in the league? There is no next best player in the league right now. We don't know who it is because the person who's been the best player in the in the league is still the best player in the league. Well, what we got rising stars? Are we? No, no. There's nothing rising, man. It's not. And so I guess the me not. I guess I know. It's crazy sometimes because it's like you are making up a fake story. And then because the narrative drives me crazy, I then internalize resentment towards the player in my analysis. And then I come on here and I say some things that maybe eh, in, but I try to come back and correct my words. So I said all of that to say those are my blind spots. We all have blind spots. But guess what, man? Playoff sweepstakes, baby. Oh, yes. Time for these overreactions. The sweepstakes is coming it's coming and it's starting in Miami cuz guess what you're down 2-0 going home you had your chance in game 1 Jimmy Butler has not looked great Bam has not looked great and guess what the 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 bucks are are for real they made changes they added pieces because they saw that Giannis could not be the table setter all the time so what do we do we replace Eric Bledsoe with Drew with Eric Bledsoe with Drew Holiday Drew Holiday can 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 play defense, he can set the table, and he can also get a bucket. We add P.J. Tucker, and guess what? When those roles reverse in crunch time now, where Chris Middleton doesn't have to create, Giannis doesn't have to create, it looks better. Bud has made some – coach. he has changed some of the things that he does coaching-wise. They're using Giannis differently. He's not just bringing the ball, up, ball down the court and just running straight and pressing square. They are for real. But the thing about the Heat, and everybody talks about Heat culture. And guess what? Heat culture exists, but it doesn't work without great players. I'm not gonna call heat culture a myth, but I think it's largely overblown because of what they did last what they did last season, which was great. The fact that D Wade won his ring with Shaq, and LeBron and D Wade won the two rings. But guess what's been consistent? Great players. All NBA players. So that's what makes the heat culture work because guess what? When they did not have great players, they weren't taken seriously. Eight seed maybe. Missing the playoffs. Yeah. So in the bubble, let's think about why heat culture work. Because they are a strict structured organization and they were taking out taken out of Miami. If you take Miami Heat out of South Beach, you have a totally different team. Why? Because they are focused. They don't have to deal with the distractions that are right outside of their houses. It's the same thing with the Phoenix Suns. People said, oh, yeah, the Phoenix Suns are playing great in the bubble because they don't have the distraction of Phoenix in their face. Same with the Heat. So the reason why Tyler Hero was cooking was because he was focused on basketball. And guess what? After they got a little bit of acclaim, apparently he's a celebrity down there. And guess what? He's taking it in, which means he's staying out later. He's not going to the gym as much. He's like, I'll be all right, because I I, I did this. But I'm not going to sit here and discredit what happened in the bubble, because at the end of the day, you have to play the games. But let's provide some context here, man. The Heat are getting swept. The Heat are getting swept. The the Bucs are focused. They're not playing around with the Heat. The Heat are getting swept, and I wonder what they do next year. Next, Boston and Brooklyn. Sweepstakes. Get them out of here. No Jalen looks like Jason Tatum got poked in the eye. He don't want to play no more. And And the Brooklyn offense is clicking on all cylinders. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful things to see to watch how that offense works, man. And it's the perfect storm because Boston doesn't have a, a a any type of post presence that that Brooklyn has to respect. And their perimeter defenders are who? Mark is smart, but he's not what he used to be, and he can't stay in front of Kyrie Irving. I mean, he can't do anything with Kevin Durant and James Harden. Come on, man, you start doing all that, that hackety-hack foul and stuff, James is just going to live off the free throw line. So it's the perfect storm for Bo- Brooklyn to look – the best that they can look. Now, do I think that Brooklyn's going to look this way in the second round? Absolutely not. Just because of the the offensive and defensive matchups that they'll have to deal with with, with um, Milwaukee, there's just no way that they're going to look this good. It's just, I mean, the lane is wide open. You got Blake Griffin dunking on people again. And James Harden, bro, James Harden might be the best point guard in the NBA. I mean, he was what the best shooting guard in the NBA before this this past season, but now the way he plays the point guard, the way that he distributes the ball keeps everybody engaged and he can still pick his spots to get his buckets. I mean, really, James Harden might be the best point guard in the league. And it's beautiful, beautiful to watch. Now they're heading into Boston. And Kyrie, you know, he alluded to some of the keeping about basketball and some of the racist stuff that happens in Boston. Boston has a storied history of being um a racist city I hope that what happens on the court is on the court and they can keep it clean out there but I do like Kyrie fanning the flames I do like Kyrie adding a little uh-uh you know creating a, a false enemy out there uh to just keep keep those guys locked in and, and focused so they can get to sweep because yes there is racism yes there are going to be racist things said but but we know that Brooklyn is a far superior team to Boston. So just finding any little edge, any little chip, I absolutely love it, man. Is there anything else I have on them? No, but it's going to uh, – Kyrie's going to get booed. Kyrie's going to get booed, booed, booed because the, of the way he left Boston, and it's going to be his first time playing there in front of fans, and it's in the playoffs. I hope he gives him a 40 ball, to be honest with you. I just hope he – Kyrie, Uncle Drew, all of that, man. And the next sweep – The Kings of L.A., a new sheriff in town, Kawhi Town, 2-1-3. Come on, man. Come on, man. You get 41 from Kawhi and 28 from championship, Chuck. I mean, playoff P. I mean, Paul George, and you still lose. So, Luca plays Kawhi to a draw. Paul George plays, or Tim Hardaway Jr. plays Paul George to a draw. And the deepest team in the NBA is looking real shallow. I I don't know what's going on in, in the Clippers land. No, I do. Yes, I do. Let me stop it. They're the Clippers. They're the Clippers. They'll always be the Clippers. And they're clipping. And they're getting clipped in four. And now we can finally crown Luka. We can crown Luka because this is the playoff moment that matters. What he did last year was like, oh, showing flashes. You're looking good. But you got put out first round. But if you take a team that a lot of people pick to go to the finals, at least the Western conference finals and you sweep them and you sweep them Luca, We can crown Luca as the next best thing, the next best thing. Yeah. I absolutely love it. He's out there. He's playing well. He's talking noise, telling you too little, you too little. He he, he, he getting a little poster there. You know, it, it's not a good looking poster, but it's one you can put on the wall. You know, ain't nobody going to say, Ooh, take that down. It was a nice looking poster, but it's it's not, you know, the best poster, but yeah. Luca is doing what he's supposed to do, and and with that, man, sometimes it's okay to be on time. Everybody's in such a rush to be first or be early, but if the party don't start till ten, and you get there at ten o'clock, what did you miss? And so that's where I'm at with Luca. I just wasn't trying to be early to the Luca party. I saw the talent, but I was like, let me see how this wins, and now it's working in the playoffs. So guess what? I'm on time to the Luca party. And for y'all, those of you who are early, good on you, man. Just don't be late. And here's the thing, man. We get to the Portland-Denver series, and and I'll tell you, this first round, how I talked about how it was a great first round, it's going back to what a first round is. I mean, you got your blowouts, and you got you a few good games. And here goes a, a game that was a blowout. Game two, Portland versus Denver, man. Neither team is a contender, and I don't know which way they go. I, I think that when Jamal Murray comes back, Denver becomes a much better team with the growth and maturation of Michael Porter Jr. Um, and I need to look at their cap situation to see what the, what's that, what that that is going to look like soon when they have to pay uh, Michael Porter Jr. But they're not Jamal Murray away from being a championship team. Portland, who can very well win this series, what do they need to be a contender? We don't take them seriously. When has two small guards work to win a championship? I love Dame. I love CJ. But they need a dominant big or a, a, a real wing. Like uh, I think Calherd uh, Cal talked about um, Paul George for CJ McCollum, a, t- a type of trade like that. And that gives, that gives the Clippers something that they don't have, and that definitely gives the Blazers something that they need. But I just look at this series as the blah series like you're going to have some good Dame games. You're going to have some great Jokic games. You're going to have some good CJ moments. you seen Melo have his redemption game in game one at Denver getting booed and stuff. That stuff was nice to watch. But looking at the teams holistically, I don't know what they are and I don't know where they go. And maybe we just accept them as like middle of the road, interesting teams that just won't make that leap. All right, let's get to Lakers Suns. Last one. So I watched the Lakers Suns game last night, and and thank God Anthony Davis came back. Man, he AD did what he was supposed to do. Shot over twenty free throws, scored over thirty points. Um, played great. DeAndre Ayton came back again with a double double. Chris Paul's shoulders falling off, so I think he's done for the series. Even if he plays, he's just not himself, and. I truly believe that Chris Paul getting hurt in this series is better for his legacy to getting put out in the first round, fully healthy because Chris Paul already has a uh, questionable playoff resume, but for the most part, it's been injury riddled and now he just did what he normally does. He gets hurt as opposed to being a two seed and getting put out by a seven seed. A seven seed that's not playing well together, but they're playing well enough because they have good talent. I think it does Chris Paul better to get to be hurt and and get put out in the first round just for his legacy. You hate to see it, you don't wish injuries on anybody. And I think that Phoenix is a move away, like a, a minor tweak away this offseason, and they can really make some noise, especially with the jump that DeAndre Ayton has made, seeing the way he is he's having his way with excuse me, Uh, the Lakers front line, one of the best front lines in the league, the best defense in the league. I I, I think I think he's taking the steps. Book is definitely taking the steps. He's hitting the clutch baskets, doing what he needs to do. They're going to be a serious contender. They're going to leapfrog somebody. Hell, they might leapfrog Portland and Denver. I mean, they've already le- le- leaped Portland and Denver as far as records go, but as far as us believing in them as a serious team to um to, to compete in the Western Conference, I think they've done that lebron's not right uh there's a couple of plays where i just saw that lebron could have gotten to the basket and burst and he passed out of it i hope that he's saving it for the later rounds but lebron isn't right and this is not me coming on here trying to make an excuse for lebron because i'm not he's out there he plays and we expect him to be lebron but you watch him he's picking his spots and he's playing really smart basketball but it's almost low-key disrespectful to be like ooh, I got this shot that I can make, but I'm going to let my teammates do more because I know that we can beat y'all that way. And hopefully it works. And again, they're my pick to win a championship, but he definitely has to be right in order to get out of the Western Conference and especially to go head-to-head with whoever comes out of the East because if LeBron's not right, he's not getting that fifth ring. So yeah, that's all my that's really all I got here. So I told you my blind spots, man, because we all have them. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm predicting what? Sweepstakes? I said there's three sweeps right there that I talked about today. But uh you can throw a four sweep in there too. Philly's gonna sweep, um Philly's gonna sweep uh Washington. Like there may be a close game or two, but it's gonna be a sweep there. So half the series are gonna be sweeps. The first round is is, is is what the first round always is we we got super excited but yeah sweepstakes heat culture overrated um the clippers they're they, they, they just gonna get clipped blow up the franchise i don't know what to do because they're they're just not gonna be great and portland versus denver just not contenders and we need for lebron to get right all right man hope y'all enjoyed it less than 20 minutes big baby yeah!